If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. One of the things we actually have never asked people to do, and I think this, uh, it's been a while since we've, we've discussed a, a whole episode uh, regarding macronutrients and uh, if it fits your macros. So I, I want to challenge those that have either family or friends or uh, people that they are, that were competitors, especially that uh, that industry um, that could use help with that is to share this this podcast, share this episode with them because I feel like um, uh, within our experience of all the clients that I've trained, uh, this this type of topic or this is the, the type of stuff that I think has helped most of my people uh, break through. Uh, some of the addictions that they've had with food or even to even realize that they they had that. So, you know, I challenge those of you guys that listen to this, if it, it the information helped you out to to pass it along and, and help somebody else out. Excellent. And yeah. uh, a little reminder, this month, enroll in any MAPS bundle and you get to pick uh, your choice, any guide for free that includes the Nutrition Survival Guide, the Fasting Guide, or the Occlusion Guide. You will also get for free uh, any maps shirt of your picking maps, you know, red, green, black, or white. Mm. Uh, here's what you do after you enroll in a bundle, go to admin at mindpumpradio.com. Media. media, excuse me, at mindpumpmedia.com. Admin at mindpumpmedia. Enter in your, give them your name, uh, give them your shirt size, give them your address, and what kind of guide you want, and you'll get all those things for free. All you got to do is enroll in a bundle. Mindpumpmedia.com. Guys, I want to give a quick shout out just to. We just got some bottles of wine uh, sent from uh, some Mind Pump listeners. Proposal is the name. Delicious wine. Very, very good stuff. And I'm not a big wine connoisseur, but I like it a lot. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Thank Check you. it out. Yeah, I just want to give them a little shout out. They sent us some, some wine. We checked it out. We liked it. That was nice. Wasn't that nice yeah, of them? That was yeah. nice. Yeah. We like yeah. alcohol. We like If gifts. you want to send us free alcohol, <laughs> you, you please wanna, feel free. Yeah, if you want to send us gifts. Any whiskey connoisseurs <laughs> out let there. Let me give you my address. If we like the gift, we'll talk about it on the it's, show. Hey. Yeah. 4973. We're going to get a whole shitload <laughs> of things now sent to us. <laughs> you know what came to my attention? Not really my attention, but really, you know, you ever have those moments where you're kind of thinking of something and then it's, you're like, whoa, aha, that, that that's, makes a lot of sense. You know, I know we talk a lot about um, IIFYM. Oh, wow. You're going to go this way. Yeah, I'm going to talk about IIFYM. Uh, Actually, we're due for this. We we talk a lot about IIFYM and how simply tracking macros and calories, if you're starting from a position of knowing nothing, you should, you should that's the first step, but how you need to progress from that because that step, it's not the be-all, end-all. Food isn't just proteins, fats, cal- you know, carbs, and calories. It's a lots of other things. But I, w- I just realized something. When I... I had somebody message me on Instagram who, because I had done a post recently where I would, you know, give out for the first 15 people, I'd give out some free advice on, you know, nutrition and exercise. And I had a young lady contact me and um, she's, you know, telling me all this stuff. I'm obviously not going to call her name out, but um, I want to share the story because I think that this, a lot of people can learn from this. And she told me how um, she used to have uh, really bad eating disorders, but now she does IIFYM. And she's gained weight and she's stronger and this and that. So I go to her Instagram page and probably 80% of the pictures that are posted are of food, but not just any food. They're, they're, you know, the the quote unquote bad foods, you know, cupcakes, ice cream, pancakes, whatever. And I realized that uh, she took one eating disorder and moved it to something better. IFOM is definitely better than anorexia or bulimia. But she took that obsessive, 
quality of you mm. know that you get from uh, you know having an eating disorder and moved it and became obsessive about something else. And she still and I told her I said you are you still have an obsession with food. Right. You're so obsessed, in fact, with food <laughs> feeding, that you're posting the fixation. That you're right? posting yeah. pictures of yeah, if constant have, pictures of the bad food. If you have, if you have more food pictures than anything else, that yeah. should be it should be. I mean, unless you're, I mean, that, unless that's your mo and you're building. Well, your yeah, if you're a chef, maybe or yeah. like you make cakes for a living, that makes sense. No, and then <laughs> if, and I, if you consider yourself a fitness professional or someone into health and fitness, yeah. and ninety percent of your photos are some you know chocolatey syrupy dessert. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's some well, I'm. I'm realizing something. I'm realizing, you know, what really hit me after looking at that was that IIFYM uh, is actually can very strongly lead to food obsession. It could lead to uh, a state in which you become obsessed with counting macros, counting calories, and then fitting whatever, you know, food that you can possibly fit mm-hmm. within those macros. Which is exactly because, what they try and campaign against that. Right. That's, yeah. the, which that's is, what that, I'm saying. They sell it as helping that, yeah, but it doesn't. that's the irony in it. If you listen to people like, uh, I know Lane Norton's a huge, uh, huge with it. Which a, disappoints me. You know, I'm a big fan of Lane. I think he brings a lot of science to an industry that's full of bullshit. But it really disappoints me that he's so, like, he's like, doubles down on his stance with, uh, if it fits your macros, when you know food is, I mean, it's so much more than fucking proteins, fats, and you know, and carbohydrates and calories. And you know, he, it's like the be all end all. IAFM, this is what you do, and it's better for you. And well, if you just I count think, and track all the I time, you're doing great. I think he just has himself in a. I, I, he was he was here before we were right. Like he he made a he made a voice and a name for himself. Uh, I mean he I mean he'd been grinding away I think ten years plus in the social media world and stuff like that before he really took off and. Um, I've been following him and watching stuff for a long. I love a lot of the stuff that he puts out there. He in, um, inspired me a lot with uh, speaking out against what, what was going on with competing. Like that's how I found him was like, he was the first person that I, I found in the competitive world that was talking about what was wrong with this, the way these athletes were dieting for these shows. And I felt like I was all alone. I couldn't find it. And he was the first like, professional i felt that was speaking out against that and was talking about calling out all the coaches out there that were fucking people's metabolism up and i really liked where he was going with that now then he explodes and then here comes ifym right and and i and he attached himself to it early on in fact he attached himself so early on to it i don't even know if lane is part of uh, the people that created the the whole acronym and started it or not or he was right after i don't even know uh, I wouldn't be surprised though, because how much he's attached himself to it, and it and and it's funny because then you see him. He's got these summits, right? He does all these cool educational summits where you know a lot of doctors and other professionals uh, in specialties, whether it be nutrition or biomechanics, or and they do these cool summits, which I would love to attend. I'd love to put that down as a mind pump uh, retreat to head over there mm-hmm. and go check that out because I, he does. He had, he's had Dom D'Agostino on there. He's had some names. I know uh, his buddy Paul, which is crazy to me because he's you know he he'll have people like Dom D'Agostino a show, but Dom D'Agostino will just like most you know professionals in this field will tell you, uh, food is a very complex uh, you know chemicals that are interacting with your body, and there's so much more to food than just macronutrients um, mm-hmm. and you need to educate yourself on that and pay attention to that and um, that it matters it matters a lot it doesn't no well, this is this is where and this is where Lane and the Lane and his group that uh, really push it 
are smart about their the argument. The argument that they take is one that you can't really you can't prove wrong, right? Because what what they what they choose to do because now the science is going the other direction and it's starting to make it look like it's not good at idea at all. So now they take the the psychological approach mm-hmm. that you know, getting someone to have balance in their life and not demonize any types of foods and just to make be conscious about what macronutrients they're intaking is a much safer, healthier approach than someone who's just going. Yeah, you see that because of the way that bodybuilders would prepare and they'd only have tilapia, they'd only have broccoli, they'd only have like, you know, this certain amount of, you know, rice. And and this was like kind of, it was so formulaic and so, um, yeah so unhealthy to to you know fixate on that and, and also demonize everything else as far as like you know i i even look at we've had a lot of people talk about like being on a date with some poor girl that's been through this and, and all of a sudden sees ice cream and then uh you know starts to break down and cry because <laughs> right. you know it was such a big deal you know that this was so bad you know to to include and so then the 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 opposite of that now is the iifom crowd so then it's like well no you can still have this but then it became not just you can still have this and have a healthy diet it's you can eat like shit and make it work for you yeah well my point so here's the thing they're trying to tackle an obsession with food that bodybuilders had the obsession being i'm eating the same meals you know six times a day it's the same measurements it's the same i can't ever go off my meal plan and they took that and they created a different obsession. I have to fit my macros. Everything has to add up. And now that I feel like I have this false sense of balance and freedom, I'm going to, because I am an individual with, with, with a bad relationship to food, I'm going to cram as much of these foods as I can into my macros. Of these, you know, I'm going to cram as many of these bad foods that I couldn't eat before into my new plan. It's not any different. There really isn't any difference. You're still... You still have a poor relationship to food. You still have a food obsession. You have still uh, blunted and retarded your growth, uh, where you're you know trying to move forward and reach what I like to call you know health enlightenment, where you can eat in a way that does not require you to fucking count and track every single thing yeah. you put in your mouth. You don't want to live that way. And I'm telling you right now, like every single com- you know competitor that I ever have worked with or talked to and now I'm getting messages from a lot of competitors and I wasn't in that world like you like Adam was but now I'm starting to get lots of people asking me questions and I'm talking to them and I am I cannot believe the depth of the food uh, uh food relationship issues that these people are experiencing from the extreme dieting to get in their show to the extreme off just going off the fucking rails right. crazy binging to the I need to have so much structure in my diet that that's the only way I could possibly not get fat. Yeah. So it's IIFWAM all the time. And if it fits my macros, however, you know, I still have this bad relationship to food and eating these pop tarts makes me feel happy because I'm sad or whatever. So I'm going to squeeze it into my, my program. And you've, it, all, you're just, it's another monster. It's the same. You're not addressing uh, the issue. You're just trading one obsession for the other and calling it, you know, you're calling it something different. Well, you're, not, you're not trying to optimize your health. You're trying to look a certain way and maintain a certain aesthetic. And, and you're not considering, you know, all the inner workings of your body and, and how to optimize that and, and make everything, you know, work for you better. Yes. And I, and I call it health enlightenment because the term enlightenment refers to like spiritual enlightenment, right? Or, or, you know where you reach this kind of point, uh, this this Zen point where uh, it's 
It happens naturally. It is not a stress on you. It is not a challenge for you. Uh, you do you, you're doing these things for the right reasons. You are simply living a good, healthy, fulfilling life. That's the that's the pinnacle. That's the the mm-hmm. place that you should con- you should be striving to get to. And IIFYM and structure and counting is merely a step towards that health enlightenment, but it's a step way the fuck down here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, way it's down right here. outside of like going through the bodybuilding, you know, the, the neurotic, you know, components of that. Yeah. And if you stay there, if you stay on that step, your relationship to food, I promise you will be horrible. And I know right now there's people listening that are getting their minds blown because they are that person. They are that individual who right now listening to the show could tell you how many grams of fat, how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs they just had. They can tell you what they're going to squeeze in to fit their macros. They can tell you how it feels when they're outside their macros one day and how horrible it feels and how obsessed they are when they go to a party or they go somewhere and they, oh my God, what if I go off a little bit or, um, or oh my God, I'm craving this, you know, this, this, this food. So I'm going to, you know, make it fit my macros on Saturday, my cheat day. And it's so structured and obsessive that it is un healthy. It is not, uh, first of all, it's not sustainable because when you're like this, you only have two options. It's either you're on the rails or you're way the fuck off the rails. I've never met anybody who's super strict into, you know, counting every little morsel, uh, who can simply go off a little bit and it's usually one, it's one or the other. You don't just hang out. Chew on this, dude. This is what it reminds, it so reminds me of religion and it reminds me of somebody who finds a religion. And that and it changes their life. Yeah, and then they're just so bought in. Then they're an evangelist immediately. Then they're evangelists. They're so bought into the religion that it's what has changed them, and it's so good. And everybody else should have it in their life too. And then they'll become they become regurgitating all the information that they've been fed. Ify the fact the fact that it has a fucking name is the first red flag. (laughs) <laughs> the first that a, a way of eating has mm-hmm. got an acronym and has a name Thank al- you. already Thank should you. be your first red flag. Thank you. That that right there is already starting to create the cult like religion part about it. Yeah. And then when you get into these debates with people that are very educated and know what they're talking about, oh, bro, the angle that they use is just like arguing with somebody about religion is you're going to use shit mm-hmm. that I can't that we can't really debate on and I can't really you know what I'm saying like those are all. Here's the thing, dude. Okay, and this is where where uh, I have a huge issue with this is I in someone like Lane Norton. I hate the way I feel bad we're picking on poor Lane Norton because there's tons of people that are guilty of this, but you know he does push it hardcore. So fuck it, we're gonna go. He, that listen, way. he like I said, very, lots of respect for the guy, but he's on the wrong side when it comes to this particular issue. That's, well, that's just it. Yeah, and and he, when you when you talk to talk to someone like him who who starts to promote it and push it, like I said, they're, they're the arguments that they're using. It, the science that they're, they're basing it off of is this psychological effect that let me tell you, I've trained thousands of people and introducing uh, weekly treats into their, their diet is not fucking helpful and does not yeah. work without sending that person on a healthy relationship with food, educating them on food and how different foods affect them and what what nutrient dense foods look like and how they affect your body. That's what helps people. Let me, let me tell you a little, here's a little secret um, that I, I might've talked about this on previous podcasts, but I'm having, I'm seeing it again with another person that I'm working with. Um, when you have, and I've had this happen a few times, I'll have a client who obsesses about food, 
who needs to schedule in the treat day, who needs to do these types of things because their goal is constantly to be lean, lose weight, I can't get fat, do all these different things. When it, And by the way, this takes a while, but when I can get them to change their focus and stop, and one of the first things I'll tell them is, I don't want you to weigh yourself anymore. You're not allowed to go near a scale. Stop weighing yourself. And I want you to stop eating uh, based off of uh, wanting to lose weight. Like we're mm-hmm. not, we're not, I'm not even, I don't even care about your your fat gain or fat loss uh, signal. That's the one signal we're not going to pay attention to. We're going to pay attention to all these other signals. And it is very difficult for them to do this. It is very, very hard. But if they buy in, and it takes a while, but if they buy in, uh, what they end up, what ends up happening is that treat, that food that they really wanted so bad that, oh my God, I can't wait to have it. It loses a lot of its allure. Yeah. And they, they find themselves cheating less. They will, I'll, I'll get messages from them and they'll be like, I just realized that I went four weeks without having a single piece of chocolate. Yeah. And these are the same people who tell me, I have to have chocolate. If I don't have it, uh, it's something I have to have. I love it. It's my thing. And once we get to this kind of state of mind, they don't really crave it anymore. Hey, guess what? There's not that's an- it. It's so psychological. I mean, so much. It's like everything. And I think that's what we're. We're coming to realize here, like with with all of our experience combined, it's just every single one of our clients, like these issues keep arising because the psychological component had never been dealt with. Well, that's the difference when you argue with guys like us. And that's the tell you what I mean, uh, when you compare how many studies I've actually done to Lane Norton, I'm going to lose that argument all day long. Mm -hmm. But you want to you want to compare how many people that I've stood in front of me that have asked for my help and that I've helped. We can do that all day. Because that's where I'll tell you, you know, just like you, I literally just had somebody three weeks ago that I said, no more scale, no more entering your food. I don't care about any of those things. Here's all the markers we're paying attention to. I want to know about your sleep. I want to know about your energy. I want to know about your mood. And I start listing off all these things that has nothing to do with measuring or looking at anything. Mm-hmm. You are, I've already told you the foods that we're trying to eat. I want you to be targeting those, but I don't want you to be weighing. I don't want you to be paying attention to that. I want you to be watching all these markers. Mm-hmm. And then we'll check back. We'll check back in three or four weeks, assess all that, and then I'll guide you from there. That type of shit... Like that's the real people. Those are what what, what are struggling with. Eating. If it fits your macros, sure. The the competitive mind person who's getting ready for a show and measuring and weighing things and tracking, like it sounds so brilliant to them. But I'll tell you right now, I went through a show and I tracked all my food and I and I made choices where I would allow bars and shakes and diet cokes and all these things along along the journey. And then I did a show where I did everything 100 percent natural, organic, whole foods, and eliminate all that stuff. And there not only was there a significant difference in my results, the way I looked, most certainly the way I felt. Yeah. Both of them, I got ready for a stage. Both of them, I and lo- rebounding. Yeah, exactly. And that's back to normal eating. So much. E- it was so much easier for me to manage these cravings. Like when I have a diet soda, it. J- oh my god, I want another one so bad. Yeah, like, yeah. and I and I share this with you because this is my vice. This is my issue. I deal with this. It's something that I am constantly reflecting on it and paying attention to that and i know it's like i tell katrina all the time like don't bring them to the house because if you bring them to the house i have one it's not like i have it's not even like an addictive personality i have it's like something gets triggered inside my body mm-hmm. that makes me want to have another one you have and to, then i want another an one. association place there yes and when i learn mm-hmm. to eliminate that out of the diet because there's nothing fucking healthy about that food you can we can go all day long about how there's not enough studies to show what the adverse effects over 15, But there's 20 zero years. positives. Yeah, but there's yeah. zero positives. So I would much rather put something in my mouth that I know is going to give benefits to me. So I look at it like that. It doesn't always have I to be like- thinking, so. It doesn't always have to be something that, oh, that hurts you. How about like, why don't we put something in our mouth that actually benefits us, you know? You know, yeah. it's- uh, 
so again, talking to another another individual I'm working with, and she's telling me how uh, when she's stressed out, she's starting to finally make the connection to being stressed out and eating quote unquote you know bad or eating poorly. She's not eating to nourish her body, and so we had to take a few steps back. And one of the things I asked her was, I said, "Look, I said, what does it feel like when you eat that food? You're stressed out. What does it feel like?" And she yeah. says, "Well." She says, uh, it keeps me distracted from my stress. So as I'm eating, it keeps me distracted. I said, okay, maybe. I said, but you could distract yourself a lot of different ways. You could watch TV. You could read a book. And you know, do those, do those achieve the same thing? And she says, no. I said, so what is the food doing for you? And it's funny because she couldn't pinpoint mm. it. And it took us a while. Yeah. And then she said, you know, it kind of makes me feel good for a second. Like It gives me a little bit of a reprieve from my stress. And so I said, okay, it's not the food that you want. It's the reprieve from your anxiety and stress. Uh, all we have to do, yes. all we have to do is find something that does that also. So when you're stressed or anxious, what are some other things that give you some reprieve from your anxiety? Maybe it's meditation, maybe it's stretching, maybe it's, you know, Massage. Yeah, being outside in the fresh air. Maybe it's calling a friend, maybe you're jerking off. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. You could. You yeah. could. It, what what is although that can be kind of obsession, some, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. what what is it that is giving you, you know, what can you find other things that are going to give you that reprieve, but that also requires one thing and this is step 1. Step 1 is to become mindful hmm. of what you're eating. And here's what I mean because Here's the thing. Most of you, most of you eat mindlessly. It's You don't even think about it. Even right. if you track, you don't fucking think about it. And when you go off the rails, you don't think about it even more. You're just eating this food and putting it in your mouth. And it's making you feel like shit. And the reality is you're well, so, it's so mindless that you're not even connecting to how bad you feel to the food. Because if you did, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't even want it. And think about this. How often do we eat when we're not even hungry? Yeah. How often do we eat beyond the beyond being full? Well, you know what's very helpful technique for that is fasting. Yeah. Talk about talk about like having that time to be mindful about food and what you're putting in your body by eliminating it. God, and, it's so true. You bro. know, taking just taking one meal. I know that like even people now it's crazy to see on the forum people getting grief for for even mentioning fasting to some of their friends and um, you know, the common thought process that's still out there and exists, uh, you know, as far as like, oh my God, you know, you're going to, you're going to crash and burn. Like your, your whole like mental clarity is going to crash. You're not going to be able to think straight, you know, like all these like crazy detrimental things are going to happen to you. No, it's not. <laughs> and guess what? Like you being hungry is a, a signal and that's a signal that, you know, is, is a response, but it's not going to kill you. It's a normal well, one. And it, you know, it's not you, only that, it's some people are still, some people still need to learn uh, what is a signal and where is the signal coming from? Yeah, yeah right, that's what right, I mean right. by being mindful. They have so, no idea. A lot of times, and, and I think that's probably been one of my favorite things when I teach someone about fasting is they all, exactly what Justin was saying, that's what they're thinking. They're like, oh my God, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to think. I'm going to be dumb all of a sudden, or I'm going to be like, oh, it's going to hurt, or it's going to be this, like all these things, or muscles going to fall off me. Like, yeah, exactly. There's this whole list of things that, w that are all bad information that we've been giving for years and years and years that people are thinking when you tell them to not eat or fast or skip meals. And then all of a sudden, they do it, and then you start asking all these other markers, like pay attention to all that stuff. Like, and how many of those things are just out of habit? Mm -hmm. That it's just a habit that you always ate food when you did this or yeah. you absolutely had to have this. And the, There's and another big association with that because it's 12 o'clock. Oh, my God, I didn't eat at 12 o'clock. 
um, my whole day is ruined. Like I'm, I'm going to have a bad day. Like it, it's implanted in your head that all of a sudden now I don't have energy. All of a sudden now, uh, you know, I'm getting angry because I missed this meal mm-hmm. that was supposed to provide me all X, Y, Z. Correct. Cause when you here, so here's the interesting thing. Now I've worked with hundreds of people and I've, uh, and they've, you, a lot of them have incorporated fasting in some, in some way, shape or form. And they'll always tell me like, man, I don't know when I skip, when I miss a meal, man, I get really irritated. Like I get hangry, they'll say, or I get really, I need to have food. Mm -hmm. And I I tell them, I say, well, you know, most if not all of that is a psychological withdrawal because you anticipated eating, you knew Mm -hmm. you were supposed to eat, and then you missed that meal. Now you missed your routine. Yeah, it's like showing up to Christmas expecting that your parents got you a gift and they didn't. Yeah, so you get that psychological. If it wasn't Christmas, that wouldn't be a big deal. That's right. So it's that that psychological (laughs) withdrawal. And so I tell them when you go in with the intention and understanding that you aren't going to eat, most of that, if not all of it, uh, is eliminated. And here's something you need to consider. One of the most liberating awesome feelings you could get towards your path towards, you know, when you're going towards health enlightenment or whatever kind of enlightenment you're looking towards, even if it's spiritual, is your removal of attachments. When, you, when you're when you attached to something, whether mm-hmm. it's my routine to eat or I have to, you know, I have to have electricity. That's why some people, when they go camping, it's so, it's so like freeing because they've, they've, they've realized how they could survive without, you know, all these different things, or you realize you don't have to necessarily eat at lunch, or I realize I don't have to count my macros, or I don't have to just weigh myself and obsess over how much I weigh or, you know, my body fat. I mean, right now, I I know this, I know this too. I know there's people listening right now who are shaking their heads saying, God, that would be amazing. I was one of those people. It was an amazing feeling to finally not have to think about my food in relationship to how lean I was and have to constantly modify to either get leaner mm-hmm. or go off or get leaner. Tug of war going on it was this, all the time. It's this constant stressful struggle and this false sense of control that I know comforts people in their normal uh, you know, lives that maybe feels out of control. Right. But the reality is that the, the understanding the, un- you know, the uncontrollable well, it's like is like deprogramming because the programming has been established there based off of like, marketing, you know, the marketing of breakfast, the marketing of what you eat at lunch, you know, we even have very specific foods that we have to have for those very specific categories of eating schedules. And, you know, I, for some reason we all agreed on it and and that, that became the thing. And so then, but why, why do we all have to do things the same exact pragmatic way uh, and, and, and have to live that way. Well, we this, this goes into, you know, you bring up the marketing thing and this goes into really the, the, the sinister side of IFYM. And this is the part that I think why we're all so passionate about it is because we all see this. I get what they're, they're, they're playing into your weakness. They're playing into that. Everybody has a hard time letting go of all these treats and these things that they want in their life. So what sounds more awesome than me telling, selling you something that I can tell you, hey, guess what? I can help you look the way you want to look mm-hmm. and eat the shit you want to eat and be okay. Mm-hmm. So they have completely marketed around that. And really all they're really doing is they're playing into your weakness instead of teaching you how to address it and overcome it. And that's just the problem I have because I'm in the business of actually helping people mm-hmm. and changing people and getting them to understand and make that connection with food where I'm not in the business to try and take advantage of your simple mind, which is what all these infomercial type things do too, where they 
to give you a fucking six minute shake weight infomercial with a ripped dude to make you think that he really uses that yeah, to look you're associated like. immediately because he's using it that that's what got him ripped well, and uh, somebody's laughing right now thinking oh <laughs> i would never do that but guess what millions are yeah, yeah. millions we're are. all susceptible to i'll that. tell you what i had a client a while ago this reminds me of a story so i had a client a while ago who she was lean. Uh, she was very into the fitness industry, so she followed all the latest advice, and she did all the, you know, six meals a day and take your protein here and, you know, fit my ma- have my this is my macro breakdown, this is my calorie breakdown, <clears throat> and she was, she was lean. She was always lean. She maintained herself lean, but it was obsessive. It was unhealthy. It was unhealthy in the sense that she could not, you know, go off of her program, and if she did, she would go way the fuck off. So it was either all or nothing, you know, mm. because she was so obsessive about it. And when she came to me, I started asking her other questions that were not related to body fat percentage. And one of the questions was, um, do you ever experience bloating? And she's like, oh, yeah, like crazy. I'm like, what do you mean like crazy? She's like, well, after I eat, you know, uh, breakfast or lunch, sometimes I get this ridiculous like painful bloating. And uh, so she actually had pictures on her phone and she showed me that, and she was lean. So you could clearly see the distended gut from mm. the bloat in the picture. And it was dramatic. It was a massive difference between normal, which was flat and bloat, which was like, it looked like she swallowed, you know, a, a watermelon and it was painful and that stuff. And I asked her, I said, how long has this been happening? How long have you been getting, you know, this kind of bloat? And she's like, oh, pff. she's like years. It's been happening for years. Now had... That signal been fat gain, she would have addressed it. Mm-hmm. But because it was bloat, because it was a different signal mm-hmm. that she paid mm-hmm. no attention to, she just accepted that this is just part of the thing, and yeah. I'm lean and it's whatever part of the process. And it, and it literally was the food she was eating and some of the supplements she was taking. We removed and changed her diet, and that bloat was completely gone. But that's a big red flag that's a huge signal that was being completely ignored because all she could focus on or all she was taught to focus on was fat gain fat loss muscle mm-hmm. uh, and weight it, and that wasn't even important but once we got eliminated that it was like a whole new world to to her and well, then we, we and then we looked at other things like mood yeah. and we looked at inflammation over the course of a year this young lady went from obsessive exercise and obsessive counting to a very, and yes, it's very possible to get here, intuitive type of eating and workout, she was able to maintain the leanness that she had before, but a very, it, was, it, was felt, it felt effortless to her. And she, it was, she almost she felt liberated. That's what she was telling me. Like, you liberated yeah. me. I feel so free. And I don't have the cravings I used to have because I'm not obsessing with food. I'm telling you right now, if you start obsessing with food, whether it's losing weight or gaining weight or whatever, you obsess with food, you will, you will crave those quote-unquote bad foods much, much more. You will break, you know, quote-unquote break much, much more. It's going to cause issues for you. It's no different than being in a culture or in a society where sex is completely demonized and you see all these perversions of it come out because people can't even talk about it. It's like this, it's no different. It's this obsession with a particular subject, mm. in this case, food, and IIFYM, it'll move you towards that direction. Now, I want to be clear. IIFYM is a great step. That's probably the first step. If you are if you don't know what the hell you're eating, you have no mm-hmm. idea what your calories are, 
You want to get healthy? Oh, it's start, very surface. Yeah, start there, yeah. but don't stay there. If you stay there, you're you're going to end up in in a bad. Well, I know. I think we need to voice that because I feel like we patronize your common person. Like we all are getting um, all this information that's like, oh, well, you you can't handle this. We'll give you like three things to focus on, maybe two things, and it's get lean and you know just like work out hard and those two things. And, and honestly, if you ask your av- everyday person on the street, you know, what is fitness? And, and those are the, your, their two answers right there. And, you know, we're trying to, to get past that surface level knowledge that I feel like people, if they just spend the time, and this is the other issue I have with schools that they totally neglect to really teach people and give them the proper skills and tools to, you know, empower themselves to, to keep digging deeper, keep finding out more about their body. What do these other signals mean? Uh, why do I have to be so reliant on a doctor, a dietitian, a somebody else, a, you know, fit? Why can't, I mean, these are not complex issues, but we make them like we patronize people because we think that they can't handle it or something. You know, it's yeah. funny when I find, that's uh, what I mean. They play, we play right into their weakness. We do. Yeah. More often than not, when I run into a person in their 50s or 60s who used to be a bodybuilder or used to compete on stage or used to be some kind of a you know, competitive athlete in a sport that were, you know, how you look is very important, whether it be synchronized swimming or you know, those types of things. More often than not, the person is at that point when they're 50s and 60s obese and has horrible health because they had developed such a poor uh, relationship with food and exercise during that period of time. I can't tell you how many times I'll meet some some dude, fifty or sixty, who's overweight, looks real bad, and we'll start talking. He'll and they'll notice that I'm fit and be like, "Oh man, I used to be a bodybuilder." And they'll pull out their wallet and there's a picture of this shredded, fit-looking dude, but they didn't maintain it. They couldn't maintain it. They went off the fucking rails, mm. and now they're just in poor health. It's more rare to find someone who continues. And stays and grows and now has developed this lifelong, you know, good relationship with exercise, nutrition, and health. And that's kind of one of the one of the things you got to pay attention to. It's a it's a little bit of a, a, a again another red a red flag. Well, I think too that it, this is something that we you will con- this journey is something you will consistently be working at. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like to admit my own faults and admit the things that I do because. You know, heaven forbid somebody we we talk all this shit and then someone takes a, a picture of me drinking a Diet Coke at lunch one time, you know, and they're going to be f- freak out. And I'll tell you right now, like, that's something that like I have to I'm constantly working on. And because the Diet Coke is not going to make me fat. So Diet Coke has zero calories. Right. But I understand that I'm putting something in my body that has no nutritional value whatsoever. And I know how it makes me feel. I've, I've connected that already, but yet I still feed into the addiction and I still catch myself. Shit, there I go. Mm-hmm. But then I also understand too that, hey, there's times where I want to do that. I want to have some, I want to have popcorn and I want to have a Diet Coke and watch a movie and I want to enjoy myself. And if I feel like I haven't done that in a long time, I'm, I'm going to, and I'm not going to make a big deal of it. But I also am going to be a vi- aware of what that's going to kick up but you, you and be aware. Give of- yourself some credit though, dude, because you have, uh, in the short time I've known you, you have progressed tremendously. And I know uh, you've tr- you've progressed tremendously from 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like 
you know, you got to understand, you know, the listeners need to understand, you know, both you and I had very poor relationships to food. Well, it's also- not because we were obese, but because we thought we, we needed to continue to gain weight. We were too skinny. And my relationship to food was eat everything as much as possible, yep. especially if it has protein. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough protein. If something's got protein, I'm going to eat a fuckload of it and I'm going to feed myself like crazy. I'm going to throw protein bars on top of it and I don't need to worry about getting fat because I'm skinny. And that created something. That, that created a poor relationship to me, and it took me a long time to reverse that. Well, absolutely. That's a, I think that's why we're, we're all so passionate about this is because mm-hmm. we, know, we admit that, listen, all the schooling, all the education, all the clients, everything that we have underneath our belt when it comes to, to fitness still have these things that we have to deal with internally ourselves that we have either one created ourselves mm-hmm. or society has created for us. And it's something that we, I'm still – well, constant work in progress. And I think that's the, 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 why we do mind pump. That's why we are so passionate because I know there's somebody who's listening right now, 100%. We have enough people for sure listening. There's probably a, quite a few people that absolutely love IFYM. They talk a lot of shit. They're to talk all about it and are huge advocates of it that are turning it off, turning us off right now because they don't want to hear us poo poo on all their shit. And at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about trying to share with you guys. I get it. I understand. I see why you love it. I I get why I would like like it too and be all about it. But that's not we're, we're not. You're not addressing. You're not evolving. You need to evolve. You need to grow. You need to learn more about your foods and what is good and what is not good for your body. And stop listening to these people that are taking the opposite spin and saying, "Oh, there's no such thing as good food and bad food." Fuck yes, there is. Yeah, well, like, there is such thing as good food and bad yeah, food. Yeah, we're. We're so passionate because we see the snares, we see the traps that that lie behind the covering of all these different things, and, and we can see how easily it is the to be lured in you know all these different directions. And, and the problem is, is that everything's getting pulled in all these different directions for people, so it's confusing. And so your average person is like, yeah, well, that this makes sense because I already like this, and so now I can look lean and also have this. So cool, but there's still a trap at the end. Well, and two, you have to be aware of that. Two things. Uh, number one, f- the fitness industry has been around for a, lo- for a while now. Gyms have been a wh- around for a while now. Diet books have been around even longer. We've known about calories, proteins, and fats for a long time. But we've known for a long time, if you count calories and you count those things, that you can lose weight or gain weight. What has happened? Uh, has, that con- has that helped? Has any of that helped? Uh, no. Instead, what we have is we have an obesity epidemic. That's exploding at an exponential rate. So fast, in fact, that a child born today has something like a 70% higher chance of getting, or has it, no, a 60% uh, chance of getting diabetes uh, versus kids born when we were kids, Damn. where the, the chance of diabetes was like 20%, and before that it was almost 0%, right? God, that's crazy. It's, there's, 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 if there's, you have two kids, there's, there's chances are one that of At going. one point, they're going to develop diabetes. It's, 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 and it's growing. It's getting faster and faster. So we've had, we've had this information but it hasn't helped because that's not the problem. That's not really the problem. That's a step towards getting towards the solution. But that by itself isn't going to fix a goddamn thing. And the second thing is I wanted to ask you a question, Adam, mm. about the Diet Cokes. Now, we, we've, both you and I have both talked uh, to great extent about how we've had you know, uh, bad relationships with exercise and nutrition because of you know, issues with, you know, uh, with our own body image issues and all that stuff. And, but it related to us being skinny, right? Wanting to gain weight. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Let's say when you were younger, 
like conclusive evidence came out that if you drank Diet Coke, you would lose muscle and strength. Do you think you'd still be drinking Diet Coke right now? Of course not. Right. <laughs> right. The, 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 the difference is uh, both Adam, and both you and me, we were so concerned with needing to gain weight that we didn't want to lose a single fucking pound. Mm-hmm. And so if it didn't do anything in regards to me losing weight, then fuck it, I'm going to do it. But God forbid taking this, drinking this, eating that, contributed to loss of muscle. You better fucking believe I'd never touch that fucking thing again. Oh, yeah. And again, that is the, that is the motivation. Yeah. And, you're, and right now, doesn't that give you a little bit of an aha moment? Well, no, it's exact. It's, I know this. I understand the, the, the problem, you know, and that's why it's a, a constant battle. Like, it was a big step in the right direction for me when, you know, I switched from drinking the Diet Cokes to when we went to the Green Cokes where you have, you know, <laughs> real cane sugar in it. Because before, like you said, you know, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't something that was going to build muscle or, or have an effect on that, then I didn't care. Right. That's why in the past I used to drink the sugar, the full Cokes with like food because I wanted the calories and I would never go. Exactly. I would I never go. Thing. I would never go a meal without or skip a meal because i needed the calories or else i wasn't going to lose muscle on my body so to think of not eating for a meal was just absurd and i would rather have a junk meal i would rather go get you know 12 tacos from jack in the box before i went to bed than to go to bed and not get those extra calories mm-hmm. because i'm going to wake up and muscle is going to have fallen you know here's here's a, here's a statement that i'll stand behind all day long if we eliminated stress eating depressed eating poor image uh, issue eating if we eliminated all those motivations behind when we eat the things that we're not, you know, quote unquote, not supposed to eat, you would see a dramatic reduction in the market for those foods. The vast, I know you say, you think to yourself, oh, when I eat, you know, potato chips or candy, it tastes good. Yes, but that's not the main motivation. That isn't the main motivation you eat it. I'm telling you right now, if it was just based on enjoying the taste, you would do it far, far less because of the other negative effects that you're getting yeah. from it. The reality is you're, you're, it's a drug. It's being used as a drug. You are eating these things for the wrong reasons. You're not being mindful. And so you can't cure that with simply counting macros. That is only a step a little bit. That's a step above where you're at now. But you need to continue moving beyond that. Otherwise, you're not going anywhere. What you might do is you might maintain yourself at not getting fatter. But Which that the, doesn't and necess- that's the argument, right? There's, there's right. There. But you got to understand there are health uh there are health detriments with this the, just the simple act of being obese okay you can definitely get negative effects just from carrying lots of body fat on you but there's lots of health detriments that come from things that uh that have nothing to do with your weight in yeah. fact a good percentage of people who get heart attacks weren't obese a good percentage of people get diabetes did you know there's like a chunk of people i don't remember what percentage it was it's not a majority but it's a big percentage of people who get diabetes aren't overweight they're just they're under their normal weight and they, they get diabetes. Some of the sickest people in the world are not uh, are, are underweight. They're not even overweight. They're skinny. So it's you got to understand that that fat gain or lots of you know body fat on your body is a symptom of something. It is not the cause. Yeah. It is not the cause of all your issues. So simply trying to be lean doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have better health. Now, if you're very obese, simply losing weight, it's definitely going to help some because you're eating less or whatever. But at that point, you need you need to go beyond that because otherwise you're going to still, you're not going to get the kind of health and benefits that you want from your food. Uh, and if you continue, you continue that in that path of simply focusing on that. What's at the end of that tunnel is obsession with your food. It's, oh my God, when am I going to get the next treat? 
It's, uh, I can't mm-hmm. eat, you know, this particular thing, or I'm going over here and I don't know, I can't eat out because I don't know what the macros are. I need to add it up on my, you know, my, my, it my... consumes your life. It takes over everything. Thank you very much. It consumes your life. And that's what I've noticed, uh, the most with IIFYM, especially with the people that I have talked to, is that they are consumed by it and they are no way, uh, in a good position. Uh, for their own health and their right. own well-being, and they've confused their body image with their self-image. And I'm sorry, that's not flexibility. That's not flexibility Thank in your you. diet. There is no flexibility. That was the other argument. Whatsoever. It's not providing flexibility. No, when you look at food as, some, as something that nourishes your body, when your goal is to eat for health, when you pay attention to all the other things that your food does for you, fat loss becomes a guaranteed side effect. It is not your ultimate goal, but it happens all by itself. You naturally just kind of maintain this good body weight, this lean body. You might not get shredded ripped, but hey, super shredded ripped isn't healthy either. But you'll get this good, maintainable you know, body fat percentage. You'll have good performance in the gym. That's and, very attractive already. It is very attractive. And you'll, you'll lose that obsession. You'll break those chains that you have linking you to food on a constant basis. And that, my friends, is extremely freeing. And it's extremely enlightening. It's no, it's no different than ever. Every other gimmick diet that we've seen for the last twenty years, True, correct? It's just like every other. It just happens to be the most popular one right now, or yeah. the fastest growing one right now. Hey, it's one, it's why we, when we talk about keto, we make sure to say that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like it's, keto, keto's got great benefits for specific reasons and things, autoimmune issues, and you know, neuroprotective. If you've got issues, you know, you want to improve cognition. It's a very specific way to eat to achieve certain targets. But like Adam's saying, you stick into this regimented and you're not eating to nourish your body. Look, if keto isn't nourishing your body, then you probably shouldn't eat keto. And it's not great for everybody. We talk about that all the time. Well, yeah, I hope that. I mean, I hope most of our, our hardcore listeners had listened to that episode after. I mean, it was weighing on me heavy when we after we had all yeah. went keto and we were talking how great it was. I was like, well, let me pump our brakes here because I don't ever want people to. I don't just, once again, anything. It's got a name on it. You know what I'm saying? The ketogenic diet. You know, it's got a name. It's it, it, The fact that they've created a fucking name for it already should be a red flag. So there are some great things to take from IFYM. There's some great things to take from it. There's some great things to take from the ketogenic diet. But once again, it's a diet. It has a name. There's You're supposed to be learning about the foods that are best for your body, for optimal health, for optimal performance, whether that be trying to achieve a look, a feel, to sleep better, to perform, whatever it is, your goal is to find that and to find that for yourself through you learning about all these different foods and l- learning to look at all these different markers. But I remember when we were doing the keto and I and I and I was doing it with you and I was like, man, there's all I noticed my psoriasis down. I noticed uh, energy. I noticed cravings, inflammation, all these great things. But then I also noticed I was eating a lot of butter, avocado, coconut oil, and like that's it. You know, that was like my diet it was like was a, and then of course I was getting my veggies and stuff that I need. But as far as like the bulk of my calories were coming from these four and macadamia nuts, like these four or five things that I could only get my hands on all the time. And I, and, I, and like this, this like light bulb went off like, dude, this can't be any better for me if I'm not being able to rotate uh, a lot of different foods. And I think Sal does the best job of, of following a similar type of 
eating because he likes things like sardines and all this weird shit. And he, he doesn't have a problem with pulling over at two o'clock in the afternoon and, you know, eating avocados with his fingers and eating, you know, uh, macadamia nuts that had, that are dipped in, you know, olive oil and shit. Like I just, that's fucking good. By I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't care to. And I, I, well, I, I mean, really when it comes to that kind of stuff, really, I, again, I'm listening uh, to my body. You got to understand one thing. Uh, a healthy food is not healthy for everyone. You know, again, I had another client who experiences, you know, uh, digestive issues and we narrowed it down to broccoli and she's like, but broccoli's healthy. I'm like, well, it's not healthy for you. Yeah. Like you got to listen to these things. I like eating in a keto-ish fashion and I'm not always keto, but a keto-ish fashion. What was bothering Just because bro- I've identified- Too high sulfate? What was, what was, what was bothering her? What was- the broccoli? Yeah, was she, it, was she was eating it raw. She, she was eating it raw. Okay, lots of she it was raw. eating it raw. Body so, wasn't able to break it down. No, she wasn't able to break, break it down. But even if she ate it without with cooking it and it bothered her, fucking remove it. I don't give a shit how healthy. Yeah, you think yeah, it right. Is. Yeah. But for me, you know, the reason why I eat keto ish is just I just feel better eating that way. Now yeah. sometimes I do throw in some white rice and I feel good and I know when to throw it in. I know the signals that my my body tells me. You know when it's time to eat those things. But again, I'm just I'm just listening to my body and it just so happens to be the best way to eat for me. But it's taken me a long time to get here. And we hope that the ultimate goal that you have is to move in that direction. And it, it look, if you're, I want to let you guys know this. If you're in a position right now where you've, you're doing IIFOM, you're counting macros, you're counting calories, it's gotten you to a certain place, but now you're, this is resonating. What we're saying is resonating. And you're like, God, how do I, how do I break up free of that? Because it's, it's scary. It is very scary to go from tracking everything and weighing yourself all the time to not weighing yourself and not track because your biggest fear is, oh shit, I'm going to, my, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to get super fat or I'm going to lose all this muscle or whatever. It's very scary. But I'm here to tell you, it's, it's a long process. Be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself. It takes this, it takes a little while to become aware. It takes a little while to go from mind, from mindless to mindful. Give yourself some months to do this. Pay attention to what's happening to your body. At the end of this, you will never look back again. You will be happier and feel no, better certainly. than you've ever felt uh, in your entire life. And, and at that point, you will have discovered uh, health enlightenment. And with that, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If you like, if we like your review and we pick it, you're going to get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram, Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. And Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.